Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yo, what is up, everybody? It is week or episode 18. Yeah. 18 weeks at it. We've been That's having crazy. fun. This is good. Um, ben and I have been really enjoying it. We hope you guys have been too. Uh, it's been super fun. We're running out of draft ideas. And so please send us. Send help. Yeah, please send help. Uh, we need help. So, um, But we have a fun one today, hopefully. Uh, there'll be some interaction on it and all that kind of stuff. And then... But uh, not then. But before we get to that, we're obviously going to start off with our Bible study section. And if you were listening to last week's, um, we're starting a new plan that Ben and I have read together with a couple of the guys in the youth group. Yeah, we have. And it's called Dangerous Prayers. And so this is a seven-week um, plan that talks just about that. How sometimes we can't just wake up in the morning and pray, God, help me have a good day today. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that prayer, but sometimes we got to pray prayers that ask God to help us change the world today, you know, or impact yep. somebody's life or, or some in, in other, in other, I'm getting into it right now. Um, in o- other ways, and what this talks about is some of the dangerous prayers are not about us being dangerous, but about the prayers outcome being dangerous prayers mm-hmm. like search me oh lord check my heart i think that's let me know what's going one in of the ones for today that's is in it, the plan thing today? i know it is since we read it so things like that are dangerous too so let me read the scriptures that we have here and i'll just kind of rapid fire through these and so i'm not going to be able to give a bunch of background and context and stuff but um you guys can um oh that one's not today i was wrong but that one's in the plan i know it is oh cool um, but yeah, you guys can kind of follow along. The first scripture is first Samuel, um, one, uh, verse 27 says, I asked the Lord to give me this boy and he has granted my request. That's, um, I believe I could be mistaken, but I believe it's, uh, Samuel's mom, uh, saying that. And she was asking for a son. God gave it to her and she offered Samuel, um, to, uh, who was the prophet at that time? Anyways, um, it's late. I'm brain farting. Eli offered it um, t- for a Samuel to live with Eli to learn and be in the presence of God. And uh, so, yeah, that's that. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. A dangerous prayer, okay? And then Matthew 6 says, and we, you guys know this. We went over this for the past five weeks. It says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins. And as we have forgiven those who sin against us, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So you guys know that one. We've gone over that last couple weeks. Um, Yeah, we did. The Lord's Prayer. (laughs) Yes, the Lord's Prayer with an accent. Yeah, I've been doing that Um, all day. Sorry. (laughs) And this one, Psalms 59, verse 1 and 2, says, Rescue me from my enemies, O God. Protect me from those who have come to destroy me. Rescue me from these criminals. Save me from these murderers. Another dangerous prayer. Psalm 34, 17 says, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. Um, And so... Yeah, so there's, those are a couple of dangerous prayers, and, and this first week is kind of an overview of why we need to pray um, dangerous prayers and how, why we need to pray honest prayers and desperate prayers and prayers that reflect our emotion. And we've talked about that on this podcast, that it's totally okay to have emotion, and actually it's probably better to have emotion, and just recognize where that's coming from and what's the signal, what what's the the thing that God's trying to get at with those emotions and how do we follow through with that. And so praying prayers to God that are, are Christianese and what you would say to somebody on a Sunday morning when they ask, how are you? 
those types of prayers aren't going to get us anywhere because God knows our heart, God knows our mind, and beating around the bush doesn't help us. And so that's what this um, is talking about. And to sum up the devotional, the very end of it says, it's time to stop praying safe. It's time to start talking, really talking, and listening to God. It's time for dangerous prayers. And so Ben has a few questions for us. I do. That we're going to answer really quick here. Um, and just talk about why we need to pray dangerous prayers, why we need to live a life that's not lukewarm. But the Bible talks about how we need to be hot or cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I don't know about you, but I choose to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to drop something there. <laughs> uh, when there's a little, there's a little youth pastor pun for you, fun stuff. Okay. Anywho, um, all right, Ben, fire away. Let's let's see what we got. All right, question one I got for you, nice and simple. What does dangerous prayers mean? What's a dangerous prayer? Nice. Okay, so yeah, like we talked, like I talked about a little bit at the beginning. Dangerous prayers can be a couple of things. Um, a dangerous prayer could put yourself in a position to be dangerous, meaning like use me, God, to do this, like, like. You know, there's there's plenty of stories in the Bible, the stories of David, stories of Samson, stories of even Paul, um, stories of Moses and Joseph and and all these different um, people. And there's there's even more than that. But um, that's just kind of the quick overview. But a lot of these people prayed those types of prayers. Use me. And it, it, it turns out to be dangerous. And Moses um, goes against. Um, obviously his, what he thinks he should do and goes against basically the whole empire of Egypt, right? By himself and says, and tells Pharaoh who was, um, who he lived in Pharaoh's house. He tells him to let, um, the Israelites go. Right. And then we see Joseph who, um, goes through all these hardships um, for God. We see Noah who builds an ark when nobody had seen rain for a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> we see um, Abraham who moves his family and 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 everything almost sacrifices his son just because God said to. We see David who fights a fourteen foot giant or however tall he was. We see. Paul, who persecuted Christians for a living and goes against who he was and was blinded and those different things to follow Jesus. So we see a lot of people who prayed dangerous prayers and they had dangerous outcomes, mm-hmm. which leads me to the next thing. A, a dangerous prayer could, like I said, lead to a dangerous outcome, but not necessarily just in the way that it affects others or it affects us, but the way that we are comfortable with it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like David going to fight Goliath knew really well what the outcome could have been. Yeah. Right. He knew that it's death or it's life or death fight win, that kind of stuff. But the prayers that David prayed later in his life to a certain extent were almost more dangerous. The prayers of, of search my heart, search me Lord, Mm -hmm. the prayers of honesty, the prayers of, not trying to put on a facade, like not trying to be someone else. Like I catch myself doing that a lot where it's, I try to be this perfect person. I try to be this really smart guy who has it all together and all this kind of stuff. But sometimes I need the prayer, the prayer, I need to pray the prayers that, that break me and impress me and, and push me and, and pull me and all those different things. And so that I think would be the definition of dangerous prayers, not just the prayers that if you pray them, ensure that you have a good day but the prayers that if you pray them ensure that the world has changed if that makes sense makes sense that's dope all right question two wow that was kind of sick <laughs> let me just crack this neck i wonder if you'll get that on the recording i don't know but um question two i have is based off a little part in the devotional okay where the writer said he was confronted by his friend who said, yo, homie, do you like still believe God does miracles? Because yeah. your prayers are mad weak. Yeah. And it was really impor- important at that time for the writer, the person who just got called out, yep. to uh, go into that situation defenseless and mm-hmm. not just fire back. And I'm like, dude, what do you mean? Like, 
So what is the importance of being defenseless when you find your prayers to be lame? Hmm, that's a good question. Because I think, sorry to cut you off, no, but fine. I think you can even do that with God. You can go at God yeah, defen- defensive and be like, bro, God, I've been praying all this. And like, I think there's a huge importance of letting your guard down and then praying those prayers of search my heart, God. You're, yeah. Sometimes you're not going to like what you find. Yeah. So I think, I think the good like um, point of clarity here is by, by the word defenseless, we don't mean that you have no means of defense. It just means mm-hmm. that you set them down for a second. Yeah. Um, it, I was reading it, and this is kind of unrelated, but I thought it was kind of interesting. I was reading somewhere that it said, you can't be peaceful unless you're capable of great violence. Because if you're not capable of great violence, you're just harmless, not peaceful. Which is kind of intense. Sheesh, yeah. So what, what this... Th- that doesn't really relate to this. It just kind of... I, I want everybody to think like we're not defenseless yeah. in moments like um, like that. But we, we obviously have the ultimate defense, which is Jesus. And, and mm-hmm. he goes before us and wins battles for us and guys like David and Gideon and Samson and those types of people didn't win those battles on their own. They did it with Jesus. And so, yeah, but yes, like Ben is saying, sometimes with God or with our peers, we have to put our defenses down um, so that we actually figure out better who we are. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. David had to take off Saul's armor to achieve what he had to do. Sometimes we got to take off, the armor that we think we should have on so that we can, we can approach um, the goal that God has for us. And so what that means is, is we, we all have egos, whether you like it or not, we all are prideful. We all are (laughs) all these different things. And so when people check, yeah. So when sometimes God can use people to check our spirits and check our hearts and check these different things. And if we're just defenseless all the time and I, 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 you know, if I was honest with myself, I would say that I'm better at this now than I used to be, but I'm still not good at it at all. But mm-hmm. I'm, I've been the type of person for a long time that would get defensive over everything. I, I felt like I had to have an answer for everything and I had to know everything. And But I've gotten better that now that like if I don't know something or if I'm wrong, I'm better at admitting it. But the thing that actually helped me is I saw people, like I've worked with people and seen people that like, Literally every time something goes wrong or you ask a question, like, um, there's always an answer. And sometimes the answer is bogus. And I don't want to be that person anymore. Mm-hmm. I learned this from one of my professors at Vanguard. And, and he was saying that, like, sometimes the smartest people in the room say, I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and so I'm getting going down a different road, but I think this is a good conversation to have. No, it's really good. I think that... Um, you guys should be really, really intentional with the knowledge that you have versus the not, well, in comparison to the knowledge that you seek, if that makes sense. If you ever decide to stop learning, then you've like stopped your capacity to, to grow. And so that's what, that's where defensiveness comes from. Defensiveness comes from you thinking that you have all the answers or you think you've been doing it right this whole time. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you truly seek truth and you seek knowledge and you seek the the things that are of god the things that you may not know you'll be less defenseless because you'll be open to new things so i think going back to the original question i've just rabbit trailed a hundred miles um but going back to the original question of why being defenseless in those moments it's so important is because if we're really going to pray those prayers for god to search us if we're really going to be open to god's um, you know, we, we pray prayers all the time of God, show me a sign, show me these different things. And if we can't take constructive, loving criticism from someone or from God, then mm-hmm. we're not really serious in praying those prayers. Yeah. And miracles happen outside of our comfort zone. And so, you know, if, 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 if God was working through Moses or Noah or any of those guys I'd referenced before, and they're and they were defensive about what God was saying. Yeah, I mean Moses kind of was at first. We saw how that ended up. You know, God ended up having to use Aaron 
because well, he could have just used Moses by himself, but Moses wouldn't um, submit fully. And so, you know, there's there's lack in that in that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's good for us to be defenseless because we can reflect. And you know me, I'm all about reflecting yeah, <laughs> and moving forward and focusing on on Jesus. The thing is, if we're trying to be like Jesus more and more every day, um, the fact is we'll never get there because <laughs> he was perfect and we never can be that. But we have to recognize how far away from it we are and just get closer and closer every day, which means putting down your guard, being defenseless. But, all right. Without defense. Now, this third question is kind of a bit intense. I wrote it down in almost a way of, I don't think you actually need to answer it. I think, (laughs) no, I think it would be cool to just kind of let this resonate with the listeners, if that makes sense. So I'll throw it out there and you can add whatever you want. Okay. But, uh, forewarned, it is kind of tough. It's kind of harsh. Okay. So I, I wrote down, if we know our God is a big God, why do we pray like he isn't? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, I'll talk on it just to yeah, run it just to think for sure. And this isn't trying to call anybody out or be a jerk because yeah. I've struggled with this myself. I have to ask myself this question. I think this is a question for all of humanity. If for God sure. is such a big God, why do we pray like he isn't? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I think this relates. I was watching a movie the other night with Danielle. Yeah. And this has now become a candid podcast because now we're just having a genuine conversation. <laughs> hey, that's what it should be. Um, but I was watching a movie the other night and it was perks of being a wallflower or something like that i think that's what it was called i don't know but it's like a teen like a like kind of a teenage movie i know high i know what movie you're talking about yeah and the student in the movie asked the teacher why do good girls never like good guys or something like that mm-hmm. and the teacher responds and he says um we accept the love that we think we deserve. Yeah. And so I think this could relate because I think sometimes the reason we, even though God is so big and we don't pray like he is, it's Mm -hmm. because we pray prayers that we can comprehend. Yeah. If that makes sense. We pray prayers that are inside of our comfort zone because as humans, we like to control things. And so if I can pray a prayer that follows my plan, that sounds like a good prayer to me. For sure. But if I pray a prayer that puts me out out of control and puts God in control and puts my knowledge in my comfort zone kind of out the window, it makes it like almost like you can't imagine it happening, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. But I think this is why skeptics and and people who don't believe in God don't believe. Because if you go down that road too far of like not trusting God with the unknown and God has to fit with inside of your 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 box and your mind and your your cognitive spread, I think that's when God doesn't become real anymore because like I said a couple weeks ago is if we view our relationship with God as transactional and we're putting our debit card into the ATM and we ask for 40 bucks and a Bible comes out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we thought the ATM doesn't work. Right. But it's just God's doing a new thing and a different thing. And we have to be, like you said, defenseless, meaning that we, not meaning that we don't have the power to defend. We just put it down because somebody else it. can defend. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question, though. I don't think I want to answer any fur- further. I want to, like you said, I want people to think about it. But for sure, I think no, it has to great. do with. I think it has to do with how much our mind can grasp. Mm-hmm. But in that, we have to find freedom in logic. <laughs> Meaning that sometimes it's not there. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I said this to one of my friends who's at, who's like a non 
he used to be a Christian. He's not anymore. He doesn't believe because God doesn't fit within his box. And I told him if, if, if the God of the universe fit with inside my logic, I don't really want him to be my God. Yeah. If the, if, if, if the God who created everything, the God who I'm putting my eternity and my destiny and everything, I'm putting that in his hands. If everything he does makes absolute sense to me, I think I want him to be a little smarter than me. <laughs> exactly. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I want to understand everything that he's doing. I think it yeah. wa- I want it to be a little bit outside of my grasp. Mm-hmm. Like when we're kids, and the things that our parents say really upset us, and they don't make any sense, but ultimately they're good for us. Yeah, you grow up and you're like, oh man. But yeah, but when you look back at when you were a kid, if you would have done all the things that you wanted to do, which is scary because society is now letting kids parent themselves. Yeah. But if you go down that road of being a kid and doing all the things you want to do, life is absolutely awful. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> right. For sure. So I think that's kind of where we're at. That's yeah. awesome. But I think we're in a good spot to move on. Yeah. Uh, be thinking about that guys. Um, hit us up DMS or DM the youth account echo youth SCC, which is where this podcast interacts with the public, the crew. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Why, why do we, if God is so big and we truly know that he's so big, right? We say that all the time when we believe it. Why do we pray prayers like he lives in suburban America? Mm-hmm. So, um, oh man, that's another thing. Time out. Run it. So I was listening to this message and I think I sent it into a group text that we're in somewhere. Yeah. It was this message by Judah Smith. Oh yeah. And I at, the, to that at the end of his message, he says something like, and I'm totally going to butcher it, but he says something like he doesn't want to listen to sermons anymore that talk about the success of the Western world and all this different stuff. And you can interpret that however you want. But one of the conversations we had a couple of weeks ago is that, especially during pandemic, it's interesting how a lot of people are still looking for a political messiah and he's not going to show up. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> he didn't 2,000 years ago and he's not going to now. Not yeah. saying Jesus isn't going to show up. Jesus showed up 2,000 years ago and he can show up today. He's still all around us. But he's not the political savior that everybody wants. He's yeah. the savior of our souls. And that's what Judah was saying in this thing. He's like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear any more messages about the success of the Western world and, our, and, our, and how, you know, I don't know, whatever that means. He wants to hear about a God who can transform a, a tormented soul and who can heal the inside of us. I don't, I don't really care if... I'm gonna. This is probably super not popular, but whatever. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. I don't really care if God upholds government or God upholds the republic or if God upholds mm-hmm. all these different things. I want God to uphold the kingdom and I want God to fix my soul and I want God to to work within the world mm-hmm. on a, on a universal scale. I don't want God just to work within America. I don't want. Yeah, of course. If that makes sense. And so, yeah. um, sorry, I didn't mean to go there but i think i think god is bigger than going back to the original thing i think god is bigger than what we think he is Mm -hmm. and he moves sometimes his moving past our ideals actually looks like he's moving under them yeah if that makes sense so like when jesus came jesus was bigger than everything that was going on but it looked to the to the human eye like he was lesser than everything yeah because he was actually moving in more important things than it than overthrowing the roman government which everybody wanted to do at that time yeah right in israel because they were oppressed and things like that and and instead of doing that he fell under what people expected him to do and he cared about people's hearts and souls and he did miracles and he taught and and worried about where people were going to end up in eternity not where they were going to end up necessarily in their day-to-day life so Mm -hmm. Interesting thoughts. Love it, though. Yeah, dope. Um, cool. Hope you guys like that. Hope that spurred some thoughts. This devotional has, even going through it with Ben a few weeks ago, it yeah. uh, definitely... Challenges st- you. Yeah, it stirred a lot of different thoughts in our heads. So we're going to probably get a little bit more philosophical on this yeah. series of 
seven weeks or so. I'm ready for it. Um, but it should be good. Okay, so now transition time. Yeah, we're right at the spot where we should transition. Um, so let's move on to our draft. We're going to do today. We've been doing food drafts and things that are very Speaking universal like that, that. We need to drop that Brett beat me last week. Oh yeah, I won in the cereal draft. Which was big lame. But if you didn't listen to it, listen fine. to it. So now we are, are we uneven again? Yeah, now it's 8-9. <laughs> right? No. Yeah, because that, that's 17 and this is 18. Yeah, so okay. So you're up 9 So I'm eight. 9, uh, yeah, I'm up 9 to 8. <laughs> and now we're on 18. We just and keep so, going one for one. Yeah. So this one's going to be a little different. And we try to, most of our drafts, we try to be pretty universal so everybody can get involved. Um, but I feel like this one can be that. Um, yeah, it can be. Yeah, so I don't want to I don't want to hint at it not being, and so we're just gonna go for it, and we hope you all get involved. Um, but we are doing um, this got spurred on because of a draft that we saw from another podcast called the Spitballers Podcast, and they did a Mount Rushmore of iconic athletes. Yeah, and so they have multiple people on their podcast. Um, we only have two, so what we're gonna do instead of doing a Mount Rushmore because that limits you to four, we're just gonna do our list of most iconic athletes, and we'll go five, six, seven rounds depending on how much time we have. Yeah. And so we're just going to create our lists of who we think the most iconic athletes of all time are, and we'll give our arguments for whether that's because they're the best athlete in that sport, or they did the most in the community, or they changed the world, or whatever we want to say. Whatever our arguments are. Yeah. And so um, we both have really long, exhaustive lists, and we know that most people have watched sports in their life, whether it be watching the Olympics over the summer or the winter time with family, mm-hmm. um, tuning into the Super Bowl or watching basketball or baseball or hockey or tennis or, or volleyball or men or women's soccer, the World Cup, all that kind of stuff. So with no further ado, um, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dang Let's it. go. I'm literally insane. <laughs> All right. So that's me again. We should just stop doing it. I should just pick first every week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, bummer. Okay. Ben gets the first pick. He won. I was kind of quiet there. I think I was a little defeated, but I'm back. We're fine. Yeah. He had to let out a <laughs> tear or two. Okay. Ben, your first pick for your most iconic athlete. Who's your one-on-one? I who's didn't your... want this. I don't want this I know it's hard to get the first one. So who's, who's your most iconic athlete of all time? Who do you think the most iconic athlete of all time is? Lay it on us. I got to pray about this real quick. Okay, prayer's done. This doesn't have to be a dangerous prayer. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I got so many good ones. All right. This one is probably not something. Mm, starting off bad, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> I'm just going to roast you this whole time. No, you I don't know. know. Sports I am. Yeah, that's facts. I don't know if this one is could be a one uh, number one pick. I think there could be a few that are better. But for most iconic, I got to take him. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. That is a good pick. You already know every kid in every elementary school in the world has yelled Kobe while throwing that paper ball. <laughs> Kobe. Not I, true. Talking about, talk about iconic. He changed the whole everything. His yeah. name is so relevant still. Yeah, no. So this is this is good because I don't I don't uh, I don't <laughs> think uh sorry, something weird said in my garage. Um but spooky. I think I don't think most people would argue that Kobe was the best basketball player of our time all time. Yeah. Or even the best athlete of all time. Mm-hmm. Um I probably should have said that in reverse, but whatever. The same thing. Um but this is a good pick because I think you can argue that Kobe's could be the most iconic athlete of all time because when he passed away, like my, my friend Brandon texted me, we were in church. He texted me, Hey, Kobe's dead. And I was like, no, he's not dude. Yeah, you're and lying. Like, nobody believed it. We we're like, no, 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 he's not. And the reason I think nobody believed it. Cause even if someone texted me and said like Michael Jordan died, I would have been like, Oh, okay, that's awful. But like, okay, you know, 
That's yeah. that's that sucks. With Kobe, I was just in denial for days, for weeks. Yeah. And I think the reason is, for some reason, Kobe built this brand of immortality that we just like. Yeah. It didn't seem like he could ever die. You know what I mean? Like he was. Mm-hmm. He couldn't in on the basketball court. He couldn't be stopped. He he couldn't. Like he built this like. He was so far away from everybody else. Even in the NBA, when he was playing in it, it was like he was higher than all the coaches and all the players. Yeah, it was like he, it was he weird. just built he had this a dynamic interesting for himself. dynamic. Yeah, so super iconic. So, it's I think it's a good pick. All right, um, lay on your first one. <laughs> um, no, I think I'm gonna go down that same road. I'm I'm gonna pick who I just said. I'm gonna pick Michael Jordan. Um, as my number one most iconic athlete. Yeah, that's a really um, good one too. Top of the leagues. I'm actually in this debate with this guy who used to go to our church. Um, he moved to Arizona, but his name's David, and he's <laughs> so kind of David. A, if you're listening, somehow he's kind of an older guy. Um, used to be a deacon uh, on our board and stuff, and he uh, believes Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Swears by it. And I actually don't really debate that, but I've been in this. <laughs> argument with him that lebron james is a better basketball player than michael jordan um but regardless of your views on that i will say that i think michael jordan is the most iconic athlete of all time for a couple reasons one he he won six nba championships six nba championship mvps he was like defensive player of the year he was a five-time mvp of the league um he like did a bunch of different things some of those stats might be off. Tell me if they are, but I don't think they are. Um, but he, so in the sport, and then he left, played baseball, wasn't actually that good, but came yeah. back and won a couple more ships. And then um, the other thing too is he has the most iconic brand of all time. Yeah, he does. Named after just one person. Yeah. The Jordan brand is massive. Yeah, absolutely huge. And you know, I got it's those. sad, but people. I don't need to go there. That's dark. Never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's well, I mean, okay, I can't say that and then just leave you guys hanging. Yeah. But I mean like people will will die in the streets trying to get Jordans. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like sure. that's how like iconic they are. People yeah. like people Dude, they still sell out on every release immediately yeah, for every like time. the limited ones. So that's my argument for Michael Jordan. I think especially if, as a kid if we watched like Mike, that's that kind of set yeah. it set it off. Space Jam, all oh, that yeah. stuff. <clears throat> All right, there we go. We start off with basketball players. Interesting. We did. I didn't expect that. Yeah, well, they just got a huge pull. They do. Basketball is pretty pretty widespread. It is. So, I'm going to take it off of basketball, and I got to go to my home sport, and I figured you probably knew this was happening. I have to pick Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, The best hockey player to ever play the game. Pretty much... The, I don't think you can argue that, to be honest. I don't think so. Coming from somebody who's played hockey for like 10 years, it's not arguable. He played in a different era, in a different league, yeah. where you can argue it was probably a little bit easier. But And if he played in today's league, I don't know if he would be the best in today's league. Yeah. But there's no way. There's like one player that has a chance of catching his records. He holds like 60 records in the NHL still. Who, who would that player be? Uh, Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin. He's um, on Washington. He has a yeah. slight chance of beating his scoring record if he puts up. Like, well, the, this whole quarantine might have ruined it for him because he's yeah, he's true. like 35, 38 maybe. He's older for hockey. That's kind of old. Yeah. And so he'd have to hit like 50 goals every season in a season's 82 games for like the next four or something to even tie. Dang. So it's if he plays that long and is still as productive as he has been, there's a slight chance. Yeah. But I uh, so this will put it, in respect, put it in perspective. I I don't follow hockey at all. I don't really know much yeah. about it. I know how the sport is played, and I've gone to hockey games. But the only name, if you would say name a hockey player, give me <clears throat> if you would say give me a list of five hockey players, I'd say Wayne Gretzky five times. Like he's yeah, I got like you, the yeah. only one I know. When you said Alex Ovechkin, like that rang a bell. And then what's that kid from? Uh, he played for the Penguins for a while. He still does. Sidney Crosby. Yeah, yeah, that's the other yeah, guy. He's arguably the best player in the league right now. Okay. Sidney Crosby and then Connor McDavid on Edmonton. Everyone thinks he's 
a hot shot. Crosby's been, Crosby's been like the best for a few years now, right? Yeah, he's been in the league for like 10 or 12, and he's been the best for <laughs> those basically 10 or 12, time, yeah. basically. He's like the LeBron He's pretty of, disgusting of yeah. today. That makes sense. Okay, so the, that's a good pick, Wayne Gretzky. Nice. Okay, so you got Kobe Bryant and Wayne Gretzky, and I got Michael Jordan. I am, with my second pick, going to pick... Uh, Yep, I'm going to do it. One of the most iconic athletes of all time for more than one reason. I'm going to pick Muhammad Ali. Oh, I wanted him so bad. Uh, Muhammad Ali is generally generally viewed as the best boxer of all time. Yeah, I wanted him. The only person who could maybe get put in the debate, but is not. Nobody actually debates this. But just numbers-wise, Floyd Mayweather's never lost. Yeah. But Muhammad Ali's... Widely thought of as the best boxer of all time, and yeah. also was huge in his um, support of civil rights and how outspoken he was about it, mm-hmm. and things like that. So he was big in the sport community and in just the overall world. So yeah, that's I'm a, picking. That's a really good pick. Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Heck yeah, buddy. Dude, I just rhymed. I'm yeah, a rapper. Did, did you, you hear that? Oh my goodness. All right, Muhammad Ali, second pick. There I it is. I have that one on there. Who's your next one? Um, got to pay homage. Uh, Brett and I went out and played some golf today since they're opened up. Ah! So I got to take Tiger Woods. That's a good pick. Tiger Woods. He's another one. Arguably the best golfer of all time. Yeah. Up there with probably the only one who could compete is Phil Mickelson. They're both nasty. Yeah. I, I think the only, well, I think Tiger Woods is, I don't think there's much of a debate there on who's better. I think Tiger Woods is much better. But I yeah. think taking years off, coming back and winning a PGA yeah. Tour, that's wild. Nuts. But it, it's the same thing. The era, I think, is different too. The guys yeah. who are playing nowadays are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but I think the only golfer who could, and I don't think I'll pick him, but mm-hmm. the only golfer I think iconic, um, who could potentially be more iconic than Tiger Woods would be Arnold Palmer. But yeah, um, but I think Tiger is. I think Tiger's still far. I think far Tiger's more known nowadays too. Of that <clears throat> so Tiger's the best of all time. Yeah. I think Tiger was one of my idols growing up. Yeah, Love filthy, it. so good, good pick. So with my next pick, I will pick. Hmm. There's so many to choose from. There is. Um, and it's hard to pick like whether just the best athletes or the most iconic, iconic meaning yeah. like world changing. I don't know. Okay. So I'll, I'll just pick the low hanging fruit here and I'm going to pick Tom Brady. Yeah. I had him too. Tom Brady. Love him got- or hate him. He's probably the best quarterback to play. Well, the thing is, I kind of hate him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, me being such a big football fan, Tom Brady's won six championships, been to nine. Yeah. That's... Which is absolutely ridiculous. He's been to 13 AFC championships, which most people don't see the, one. <laughs> the average length of a player's career is three years. Yeah. So th- three years, and most players don't make the playoffs. Tom Brady has made the AFC championship 13 times, and he's been to the Super Bowl nine, nine times. Nine. And won six of Most, them. Yeah, and won six. Most people don't even play three years. It's crazy. Yeah. His, his accomplishments are wild. Um, he's at the top of all the lists, touchdowns, yards. He's not, not necessarily the first one, but he's close to the top on all of those. Um, yeah, so Tom Brady is yeah. now past the likes of Jim Brown, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, those types of guys as the best football player of all time. It has to be Tom Brady. That's my pick. Yeah, that's a really good one. See how he does this year. Not in New England. I know. That's going to be wild. He's on Tampa Bay now. Yeah, that's going to be, be wild. So, that was a good pick. I wanted that one, too. Your next pick. My next pick. I'm going to have to do it to you. I'm going to go back to basketball. Okay. And I'm going to take LeBron James. Dang it. Simply because you cannot have Michael Jordan and LeBron James on your team. That's true. This hurts. Everybody who's listening, LeBron James is 
an Probably absolute my, goat. my favorite athlete of all time. And I didn't pick him first overall because I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I, I tried. I tried to. I tried to pick the ones who universally are thought of. But LeBron James yeah, no is my super hero. great guy too. Incredible. He's good. The stuff he does for like charities and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he started a school that fully pays for all their students' college tuition. Yeah, which like, is uh, nuts. I can't remember what the school is called, but he and he's funded it himself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. I mean, he's got some. Uh, he's got some. I won't say if they're wrong or not, but he's got definitely some opinionated political views. But we don't need to go there. Yeah. Um, but. That's- like I said, he's my favorite. Me, and My dad and I have followed him since he was in high school coming to the draft. Picked first overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Played in Cleveland. Took that garbage team to the finals. Lost. Then he went to Miami with the big three. And he won there. And then he came back and won um, with Cleveland. Which mm-hmm. was like the biggest thing of all time. Beating the best yeah. basketball team of all time. The Golden State Warriors. And then now he's on the Lakers. And if low key, if the quarantine wouldn't have happened, I think Lakers would probably be in the NBA Finals right now, which is crazy. But anyways, LeBron James, good pick. I'm mad about it. Whatever. Yeah, you can. You shouldn't let me get that one. Honestly. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. So my next pick is gonna be. Jackie Robinson. Okay. Um, and this ne- isn't necessarily for how good he was. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, but he's still good. <laughs> yeah. Super good. But it's more so for being iconic for the th- the things that he did um, for the sport, for baseball, yeah. and for the African-American community playing baseball. I just mm-hmm. think he. I just think he's bigger than life. I think Jackie Robinson is is a legend, and yeah. uh, as you know, heroes get remembered, facts. but legends never die. That's big facts. <laughs> That's from the Sandlot. Yeah, um, got to spit some Sandlot bars on these kids. Yeah. So Jackie Robinson, that's my pick. That's a dime. No, that's my number four pick. We have a five quick question. Now. Are we gonna go? I'm thinking of going like six or seven rounds. All right, there's cool. a lot of people. Yeah, I just had to make sure. Yeah, because I got more. Okay. We're probably we're going to have to rapid fire here because we're right. being long. Rapid fire. I'm going to take the Olympian with the most gold medals of all times, Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. He's on my list. That's a great pick. The most winning Olympian. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That how, many, one how many Olympics was he in? I think it was like four or five. I don't know five, how many he was in, but he has 28 medals. I know that. It's ridiculous. And he, he holds the most medals for like a single person, a single thing. Wasn't it Beijing, like the, the the place that he won? Like He the won like 13 medals. Yeah, yes. Absolutely insane. Ridiculous. Watching it live was crazy as a kid. Yeah. Like, you're no like, oh, way. who won? Oh, Michael Phelps. Who won? Michael Phelps. He's who so won? far ahead of everybody. Yeah. It's and he could like gross. be in like a four by four or whatever they are called. Yeah. I don't know. And he'll be way behind and just cat. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And he's 34 years old old it's crazy i know he's not competing anymore but that's ridiculous that's a good pick so because of that pick i won't be i don't want you to get this pick back so i'm gonna pick usain bolt yeah that was another one so usain bolt is the fastest human who's ever lived yeah he's an absolute unit (laughs) watching him run is like unreal like it's just dude. his stride is nuts okay to put in perspective so he he's won like every um he's he's broken like every world record when it comes to Speed. sprinting yeah but the probably one of the most impressive things i've ever seen is is so before and i'll try and do this fast but before the nfl draft they do this thing called the nfl combine mm-hmm. and they they test stats of players how fast they run how high they jump how much they weigh how far they can throw how good they can catch all those different things and so over like a 20 25 year span the fastest timed 40-yard dash, yeah. which just means running for 40 yards as fast as you can, mm-hmm. the fastest timed was 4.22 seconds. Mm-hmm. That was done by John Ross like three years ago. Yeah. Before that, it was Chris Johnson 4.24. Okay, so 4.22 is unheard of. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So last year at the Super Bowl, or two years ago, I think it was at the Super Bowl, they had like pregame things and, and activities. And Usain Bolt was there. And yeah. so they asked Usain Bolt to run a 40-yard dash. 
dudes in sweats and like slides. Like, yeah, he's just there for the game. Yeah, they're basically slippers and in sweats, and he's just hanging out. And he runs a four-two-one in sweats and yeah. slides, which is absolutely obnoxious. He's not even trying, and he yeah. runs faster than the fastest NFL player, like faster than any NFL players ever run. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's crazy. So Usain Bolt is, he's he's super fast. You ever seen that video though of, of that that person on the Segway that runs him over from the back? <laughs> yeah, totally dude. just takes out his legs. Dude, yeah, yeah. That scared me so bad. I thought he was done. Achilles was gone. Yeah, at that point. I, I was thought like, Yo, so. What the crazy okay what's your next pick all right my next pick uh i gotta give some females the love no and that was literally my next pick. yeah dude i'm taking serena oh williams oh my gosh unreal tennis player gotta get her on the squad oh that's really upsetting i was gonna pick her next i was trying to be sneaky yeah. i didn't think you would pick her yeah right homie serena I had her williams low-key because of her accomplishments serena williams could be in the debate of best athlete of all time She's actually insane. Yeah. She's super good. No, 100%. Serena Williams. And her sister Venus is nothing to laugh at either. It Serena just runs Williams. in their blood, dude. Okay. So <laughs> I I only had two uh, girls on this list or women on this list. Um, oh, snap. I'm changing my... I'm changing okay. it. Okay. I am going to... Oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't remember this her name. This is seven, Chief. So... I do. I remember her name. Okay. I'm going to pick Simone Biles. Oh, this is six. Okay, Simone Biles. Um, I think that's her name, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so actually, I was gonna pick Alex Morgan because <laughs> she was the one of the only other girl yeah. athletes I know, and she's a soccer player. And Danielle plays soccer, and there's a lot of girls in the youth group that play soccer. So shout out to Alex Morgan and all our girls in the youth group. But you picked Serena Williams, so I'm picking Simone Biles because Simone Biles could be one of the most iconic. Um, Olympic gymnasts of all time. Yeah. And go USA. Simone Biles. That's right. Go USA. She wasn't even on my list, but I just threw that out there. So this is our last one, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to my boy, Ginger, snowboarder, the homie, Sean White. Sean White. Dude, I just an absolute beast out there shredding the slopes. I didn't even have Sean White on my list, but that's actually upsetting to me because Sean White's one of my Dude, favorite athletes. Dude, this last time. Olympics, which feels like it was 40 years ago now yeah. because of all this, when he was, uh, I believe he was in the half pipe, he was going in. It was his last run, and it was to win the whole thing. Homie scored like insane. He Dude. dropped like the most nutty, like so 1080. It's wild. It was filthy, and he won the whole event just on his last run for the boys in the USA. That's crazy. And girls and everybody in the USA. So let's go. That is I was at crazy. a, uh, I think it was at like Outback Steakhouse when he was yeah. making that run and everyone was watching on TV. Yeah. The whole place erupted. It was sick. Okay. So I'm taking with my last pick, last pick of the draft. Yep. I think out of all of our drafts, this could be the best last pick of all time. Okay. In terms of our 18 drafts. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of drafts. So my last pick. Yeah. Of most iconic athletes ever. Mm-hmm. My last pick. Yeah, let it go. Is Babe Ruth. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good pick. Think about how iconic Babe Ruth is. And we hadn't picked yeah, him yet. just hitting fat dingers all the time. I even mentioned Sandlot. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared that you were going to pick him. because No, I had him on my list. But... The great Bambino. Yeah. The Sultan of Swat. He's the literally a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only reason I didn't pick him, I'll let you guys in, is... Baseball to, is like kind of lesser known around here. It is. I mean, well, I- at least in our youth group. Yeah, speaking well, I think, just to I South think baseball Coast. now for yeah. sure, but baseball yeah. all time. Oh no, like baseball all time is huge. Sport. No, one hundred percent. I think just in the youth right now. Okay, let's go over um, some of our honorable mentions because there's a lot and it's fun to talk about them. So I'll do mine, or do you want to do your first and I'll do mine? Or do you, which way you want? I had a bunch of hockey dudes, so I cleared my list basically. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I'll do mine. So Jim Brown was on my list, one of the yeah. most iconic football players. Alex Morgan, because uh, I was trying to get the girl vote, but I got it with Simone Biles. We're chilling. Yeah, you're good. Um, and I got Conor McGregor on there. I had Conor McGregor actually, yeah, and I had Pacquiao. Pacquiao, just because he should have sure. won versus Mayweather, but it's fine. I had Mayweather on my list. I had Derek Jeter. Yeah. Jerry Rice. Some football boys. Okay, 
let's be mature here. But I actually had Bruce Jenner on my list because the dude is like pretty wildly known as one of the best Olymp- Olympians of all time. He won like the tri triathlon. Tri- triathlon is that what it's called? I don't know, but basically when you win literally every event in track and field and yeah so he's pretty intense okay so yeah well. um rest in peace to the legacy though for sure <laughs> yeah. so, so um, walter payton okay. is another one joe montana lance armstrong yeah that was a yeah that's a big one yeah i said joe montana right joe montana lance yep. armstrong but his was steroids, kind of, so I didn't pick him. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> yeah, we talked about one. that. Jesse a bit. Owens, who is like, Jesse Owens was an Olympic sprinter okay. for the USA way back in the day, like when they were running on dirt still. Okay. Um, Mike Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> just obviously, for the just for the meme. And then that's, I think that's it because Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather was his last one. So, yeah, money Mayweather. to recap, real quick, Ben picked first, so I'll say his team first. Yeah. He's got Kobe Bryant, Wayne Gretzky. Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, and Sean White. That's a dime team. That's a pretty solid team. So is yours, though. And then I got Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Tom Brady, Jackie Robinson, Usain Bolt, Simone Biles, and Babe Ruth. That's a really good team, too. So we'll see. I don't know where this is going to go. I never know. It's like they're so up in the air. Yeah, well, because I think... I don't know. It's tough, man. It's really tough. Because I think some of your picks are more... Michael Phelps is a huge pick for you and Serena Williams. Those yeah, are big picks. They're both I think, beasts. I think my... Those I are think, late round gems. I think my Simone Biles pick is probably lesser than your Serena Williams pick, but I think both could be... Argued. But if you're into gymnastics, you know that chick is nuts. That's true. I don't know. But I got Babe Ruth, Muhammad Ali, and Michael Jordan. I don't know, man. Yeah, I but know. I have Kobe, LeBron. You do have Kobe and LeBron. Michael Phelps. That's true. Okay, well, everybody, that's it for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you go and vote. Echo Youth SCC. It'll be on our story. A little poll gram. for you. Um, and so I think that's it. We love you. Don't forget to leave a review and a rating and all that good stuff. Um, with no further ado, I'm Brett. And I'm Ben. And cue the outro. Outro.